Hi guys. I've been getting a lot of good feedback from my video where I talk about my favorite books on strength training. And along with that feedback, some people also inquired what other books would I, I would recommend. And I actually have a tradition where I give my daughter one book per year. And so I thought maybe some of you would find it interesting what those books are. And if you want to buy only one book per year, believe it or not, kids are not too much into reading these days, especially reading the books recommended by their parents. And that's why I had to think very hard while choosing these books. And this is in fact what I'm going to be mostly talking about here. The reasons uh, behind why I decided to select a particular book and not so much if I think that any of these books are any good. Because the fact that I've given them to my daughter should tell you guys that I think that all of them are very good. But let me just start with a little introduction first. I went to school in a little town in Ukraine back when I was part of Soviet Union. And when my kids started school here in New York, I was genuinely very curious to find out what education is like in the greatest country in the world. And that could be a whole separate video, but let me just say that it was a very disappointing and disturbing experience because it seems that the kids in American schools don't learn even half of what I, or we had to study back in the day. And I think we keep running with this narrative that the lack of finances is the problem, but in the meantime, teaching is turning into a part-time hobby that could apparently be done as effectively from your bedroom. And I think this situation attracts all the wrong people into that field. My grandparents were teachers. As a matter of fact, my grandfather was a principal at the school. And he used to say that the selection process for a teacher should be more rigorous than for a pilot, for example, because one teacher will have a profound effect on thousands of kids during his or her career. And so, for example, good good teacher will make you love science and the bad teacher will make you hate science for the rest of your life. And I'm sure we all have personal stories like that. But my point here is that I think we are being very careless when it comes to that these days for some reason. But even if you went to a, a private school and had a very good uh, education, there is still usually at least some disconnect between what is being taught in schools and the real life. So for example, some of the most important decisions that we all make in our lives are the career and who to marry. And we spend a lot of time preparing for the career. As a matter of fact, most of our education is geared towards that. But when it comes to marriage, this is something that we're all supposed to figure out on our own. And so these are the gaps that I was trying to fill while selecting these books to sort of complement the traditional education with things that are considered to be beneficial to know but are not necessarily part of the conventional education. And personally, I got interested in, in a lot of these things when I was working as a bouncer back when I was in college. Uh, being a bouncer at the nightclub is a very interesting job, and uh, I actually really, really miss it because most of the time as a bouncer, you're just kind of standing there and watching people. And nightclubs are a very bizarre place because, so for example, we had a liquor store uh, around the block from the nightclub where I was working where you could buy um, alcohol for a reasonable price. 
but for some reason buying a bottle uh, inside of this establishment has a very different meaning or another one that was puzzling me uh, for the longest time was that why why the girls always seem to be attracted to the guys that are was thrown out of the club and at the same time these are also the girls that will tell me that they are just here to find a nice guy that's gonna buy them flowers so as I was trying to figure out you know these things uh, I came across uh, some of these books and um, before we get into it I just want to say one more thing the order in which I'm going to present these books is the order uh, in which I gave them to my daughter. So I started doing this when my daughter was 13. And as you can imagine, some books will be more appropriate at different ages. So my point here is that at this, uh, the order in which I'm presenting these books is not from the least favorite to the most favorite or anything like that. But this is just the order in which I gave them to my daughter. The first book we're going to discuss is probably also the most well-known on this list, and it is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Now, as most of you probably already know, this is a timeless classic, and it's lessons such as don't criticize, admit when you made a mistake, and so on, are pretty much an expected norm in a modern society, which means that you should definitely read this book because if you are not on board, you will probably really stand out but honestly you don't see it as often anymore and if anything the opposite extreme is a little more common where everybody's trying to be so diplomatic and charming that nobody means what they say anymore so for example as i mentioned i live in new york and when you deal with people in your circle everybody's being almost overly polite so it's all excuse me sorry thank you excuse me sorry thank you but then you step outside on the street and all of a sudden you are surrounded by the rudest and the most arrogant people on the planet. And mind you, these are the same people just in different situations. And I think the reason why people act that way is that we only feel obligated to act politely when we are surrounded by people whose opinions can affect us in any way. But since New York is such a huge city, there is almost no chance of bumping into somebody you know accidentally and so that's why people don't feel that it's necessary to be nice when they are on the street and i imagine it's a very similar situation when it comes to social media so for example when you go on somebody's facebook profile you'll see black rectangles and rainbow profile picture filters and so on but then when you go on Twitter where you can participate in the discussion um, with an anonymous account, all of a sudden all the nicey niceness is out of the window. And once again, these are the same people just in different situations. And I think most of us already kind of know it and I think people developing uh, raiders for this fakeness uh, these days. And this is something that uh, you should probably take into account if you decide to read this book because this is not a manual on how to become good at being fake. This is about developing genuine relationship with people who you care about and otherwise people will see right through you. And the last thing I would add here is that um, when I read this book for the first time it was the original edition but when I was buying one for my daughter I saw the digital age edition and so I thought it would be more appropriate but with that being said I would still recommend the original version because 
I believe that in this edition, uh, in attempt to make some of the lessons of this book to be relevant in the, to appear relevant in the modern age, they sort of fucked up some of the um, some of the points, and that's why I would recommend the original edition. So number one on our list: How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. The second book on our list is Quiet by Susan Cain. Now, I believe this is a very important book for everybody to read, although it's probably not nearly as well known as the previous book which is discussed. And this book talks about how although 30 to 50% of all people are introverts, we are currently living in the society that is built for extroverts and how our lives are increasingly becoming these 24-7 stage performances that a lot of us don't actually enjoy and it teaches introverts how to be more comfortable in their own skin and it explains how at the end of the day it all comes down to optimum level of stimulation for people with different personalities so this is something that you can take into account before going out with your friends or while choosing your career because I think a lot of us think about money when we decide on our career but how many of us consider how much social interaction a particular job involves or are you really going to enjoy being in the spotlight all the time and i also believe that this book would be very beneficial for extroverts to read because if you are an extrovert as i mentioned already there's a big chance that many people around you are introverts and it would probably be very beneficial for you to be able to see things from their point of view so this would sort of enable you to calibrate your interaction with them a little better. So, for example, if you're trying to get your introvert friend to go out to the party with you, it would probably be easier for you to understand that they don't want to go, not because they're shy necessarily, but because maybe they just genuinely don't want to go because introverts and extroverts don't experience things in uh, the same way. And obviously, this is the kind of information that will be very beneficial for teenagers to understand. And this is why I gave uh, this book to my, uh, to my daughter at that particular age, because that's the age when fitting in is basically everything for them. But that's sort of an obvious part about this book. But my favorite part of this book is how it indirectly exposes our bias uh, how biased we are as a society these days towards charisma and um, how nobody cares about substance anymore, how competence is being substituted with confidence, how fake it till you make it is basically a norm these days. So I remember when my daughter was a little younger, she was watching this girly show on TV and I was trying to tune it out to the best of my ability, but at some point I couldn't help noticing that almost every other sentence was, I feel frustrated. And so at some point I asked her, what is this? And so this is how I found out about the Kardashians. And then I proceeded to find out that they all have like a hundred million followers on Instagram uh, each. And if that doesn't tell you about the current state of things, I don't know what, you, what will, because I think we can all agree that these are little bizarre times that we live in and that's why I think that information like this would be very beneficial for a lot of people to, uh, to learn and maybe it's time for us to learn how to go beyond the catchy headline and maybe 
to learn how to stop and dig in a little deeper. And maybe it shouldn't matter that much what some Hollywood actress thinks about global warming or who Beyonce is going to vote for during the following election. And once again, this is why I believe that this is a very important book for everybody to read. And so, number two on our list, Quiet by Susan Cain. The third book on our list is The Definitive Book of Body Language by Alan and Barbara Peace, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. And this book also supposed to have nice little cover here, but it got damaged uh, at some point. And as the title suggests, this book talks about the body language, something that we all subconsciously display and read, but very few of us are consciously aware of. And so, once you learn a little bit about this, you start noticing a lot of interesting things that otherwise wouldn't be obvious to you. So I'll give you my personal example. A few years ago, I went to London. And when I was walking around the city, I couldn't believe all the beautiful women everywhere. And I couldn't figure out what was going on because it's not like I live in the mountains. But it all became very clear the moment I landed in JFK. And uh, what became very, uh, very apparent right away was that on average, a lot of girls in America, and especially in New York, display much more masculine body language. And since I've lived here for so long, I guess it sort of became a norm to me. And this is when I started taking a closer look at the girls that I personally always found to be very attractive. And without any exceptions, all of them display very feminine gestures, uh, while at the same time, the girls that I know that are supposedly hot, but for me personally, uh, for some reason, the vibe wasn't there. A lot of them display much more masculine body language. So, like, dark lips, for example, or whatever it's called. And so this is just an example how understanding uh, this information makes a lot of things that are right in front of you uh, a lot more obvious. And... Um, uh, so I personally found to be uh, found it to be very interesting, and this book is uh, and I like the way this book is written. It's funny. The important uh, points are highlighted for you. It's full of uh, good illustrations, and which is, in my opinion, how every book should be written. So once again, number three on our list: the definitive book of body language by Alan and Barbara Peace. Number four on our list is the power of full engagement. Now, I don't know how to pronounce this last name, so you guys can read the name of the authors on your screen if you want. Now, this book would probably fall into the self-help category, and obviously there's a lot of stuff about that right now. But I really like this one because instead of giving you all the motivational speeches for why you should be better, it gives you a more practical approach and it talks about breaking all your activities into four major categories so physical emotional mental and spiritual and uh, it explains why each category is important and how they all interconnected so personally i never thought that being spiritual is something that is very important but this book actually explains how spirituality underlines everything that we do and how it provides everything with deeper meaning. So something that I personally never thought of before. And I think that breaking everything down into these categories is very helpful because number one, 
it makes it easier to take inventory of where you stand in each of those categories and number two it makes it easier to develop to develop a specific plan of action so this book talks about developing uh, non-negotiable rituals uh, in the areas of your life that you want to improve and uh, <clears throat> this part is very important in my opinion so I would like to sp uh, spend a little more time talking about it because I think this is where a lot of people stumble so imagine that every morning you wake up and now you have to negotiate with yourself if you want to get out of the bed and then if you're gonna brush your teeth and then if you're gonna have breakfast and then if you're gonna wash the dishes after you have breakfast and I think most of us would agree that if you keep on going through your day like that by the end of that you would probably be completely wiped out and on top of that uh, a little depressed but luckily most of us don't have to think about all these little things that we do throughout the day and that sort of happen on autopilot and that's a very good thing if you have all the right habits in your life but unfortunately that's almost never the case so for example I noticed that a lot of people who wanna make exercising a permanent part of their uh, lives uh, have difficulties doing that if this is not something that they are accustomed to since a very young age so for example when people ask me for an advice I always tell them that you have to have a specific schedule you have to know exactly what you're gonna do when you arrive at the gym and if exercising is something that you plan to do when you have free time and you're gonna figure out what you're gonna do at the gym when you are at the gym this is not something that you're gonna be doing for a very long time but unfortunately as I'm saying all this 10 seconds into the conversation I can already tell that nobody is paying any attention because what I'm saying immediately takes all the fun out of it for them and they don't wanna have to read books about training they don't wanna have to stick to a particular schedule they don't want to have to stick to a particular training program and who am I to tell them what to do in the first place but I think the real reason why people don't like the concrete recommendations is because their inability to stick to that training plan makes it very obvious that they lack discipline and I think this is something that is very prevalent among younger people these days and I think that uh, these are the people who got the participation trophies for pretending to try uh, when they were in schools and then these were the kids who needed safe spaces when they were in college and now these are adults that cannot stop uh, eating ice cream although they are severely overweight and once again I believe that it all, it, it all goes back to our education system because I think in in attempt to make our children as comfortable as possible we deprive them of all these challenges that would otherwise um, promote maturity so for example if you take a kid from anywhere outside of the United States and bring them in the United States they will probably feel like they are in Disneyland but if you take an American kid and put them in any of the underdeveloped countries they will probably get a, get PTSD and these are probably the, also the adults who run to the stores to buy toilet paper every time it snows during winter and I guarantee you that these are going to be the adults who are going to wear masks for the rest of their lives just to be safe and uh, 
this is why I believe that it's very important that if you decide to make any of those changes in your life that you really dig in your heels and go through with it. So for example, if you decided to start exercising, make that about developing your character as about uh, getting in shape or becoming more healthy. And so this is just something that I would add to this uh, because if you do not have the ability to execute, none of these recommendations will really make any difference. So number four on our list, the power of full engagement. Number five on our list is Fitting One Year by Me. This book came out right around my daughter's birthday and so naturally I gave her the first printed copy as a present. So that's the whole story. But let me just talk a little more about this book. So as the title suggests, this book is designed to help one to get into the best shape possible within one year. And I started working on this program around 2005 when I dropped out of SEAL training due to an injury. And you have to understand that SEAL training, uh, at least the initial phase of it, is not necessarily about creating an ultimate athlete, but it is more of a selection program to without the people that don't belong there. And so, for example, if you have 1,000 recruits in the beginning and you put them through the selection program, at the end of it, you will have 20 animals that you really want in the SEAL teams. And so this is something that is indicative for all special operation uh, selection programs. But when I was out of the training, I started wondering, what if you did not have this unlimited pool of expendable recruits and you only had 20 recruits and now you have to figure out how to take all of them and turn them into these ultimate warriors. So what would you do? And so I sort of became obsessed with that idea and during the following 15 years I kept modifying and remodifying this training program and during that time I was very fortunate to work with some of the best coaches in the fighting game in the world and in 2020 I finally felt that uh, the program was complete and this is when the book was published and it's interesting to see how the program that this book contains right now is almost the exact opposite from what it was when I just started working on it because initially it was all about battle ropes and flipping tires and throwing things and all the functional stuff but as I became more experienced and more knowledgeable, knowledgeable I realized that you actually don't have to do any of those things to get good results and if anything you really shouldn't because all those flashy looking things performed on a repetitive basis will put a lot of mileage on your body and so this is something that I definitely had to learn from my own mistakes because by the end I was by the time I was getting discharged from the military I had injuries all over my body and this is in fact how I decided to become a physical therapist and as I became wiser I started gravitating more towards uh, conventional training modalities and not only I was able to put myself back together but I eventually took myself to much higher level of athletic performance while utilizing conventional training modalities planned in intelligent matter and so this is something that I advocate for in this book 
And so don't let the cover fool you. This book has nothing to do with the Muay Thai. I just really like this picture. So this was my first tournament. And I hurt my ankle in the first fight. And then I hurt my hand in the second fight. And so now this is me limping into the finals. And although I was in the finals, I'm still very proud of that moment. Because it is quite an experience to go into the fight when you're already in pain from head to toes. And so uh, hopefully uh, this dramatic story will also give you an, uh, a little idea of what this book is like because if you are looking for something like keep trying or just do your best this book is probably not for you but if you are done making excuses and really want to get yourself in shape uh, I believe that this is the best way to go about it and I know it's not very humble of me to sit here and blow my own horn but of all the books that I've read on this topic I really don't know anything that I think is uh, better than what I'm proposing in, in this book. And it is a very small book and it focuses specifically on what you're actually supposed to do. Now if you want to learn, uh, if you want to go a little more in depth in training methodology, I have a different book for that. But that book is not part of this discussion. So once again, number five on our list, fit in one year. Number six on our list is Why Men Don't Listen and Women Can't Treat Maps by Alan and Barbara Peace. Now this book has an audacity to claim that men and women are not the same. And it's amazing that it hasn't been cancelled yet. But I think the reason for that is that it's written in such clever and funny way that it's almost impossible to get offended. So you might recognize that these are the same guys that wrote uh, the definitive book of body language and as I mentioned mentioned earlier I really like that writing style but don't let all the funny illustration fool you because this is a very informative book and I like how they explain everything from evolutionary perspective and how they illustrate that men and women are wired in different ways because historically we play different roles to ensure our survival as species and uh, I believe that this information is very beneficial to understand due to the similar reasons we discussed when we talked about introverts and extroverts. Because number one, it makes you more comfortable in your own skin. But number two, it also makes it easier for you to understand a person of the opposite gender. So for example, after reading this book, I no longer feel guilty about not wanting to sit and talk about feelings. But at the same time, I don't expect girls to sit and enjoy watching boxing match with me. And I think this information is even more relevant nowadays that the whole gender topic is becoming a little confusing and we're not even sure if there is such a thing as gender. And there seems to be this agenda to turn all of us into these... Uh, gender-neutral species and uh, unfortunately I believe that a lot of it is done at the expense of masculinity and alarmingly enough I think we're going at it at a very, a very early age and I'm not quite sure what's behind all of that because if you think about it this is not something that we are attracted to in the opposite gender so for example straight straight men are not attracted to masculine women and straight women are probably not attracted to feminine men so 
uh, this is something that is important to keep in mind if you trying to apply some of this information to dating and it's important not to oversimplify things so for example some guys might think that oh well this is what women want and now in order to cater to that they turn themselves in themselves into these nice guys that are comfortable talking about feelings and not obsessed with sex but as i mentioned earlier these are usually not the guys that take uh, hot girls home and this is how you end up in the friend zone or being used as emotional tampon and this is in fact why we still have one more one more book on our list but just to finish up with this book I can tell you that it really is a great book and of uh, I got the most positive feedback from my daughter about this book of all the books that I've gifted to her including my own and so number six on our list why men don't listen and women cannot read maps and if you thought that what I've said so far was controversial buckle up because the last book on our list is the rational male Barola Tomasi now I actually haven't given this book to my daughter yet she will get it this year and this book is basically a dating manual for guys but it's very different from what one might expect and I think we can all agree that there seems to be a disconnect between this sweet and romantic way relationships between men and women are portrayed in the movies and the real life now, so for example how many movies have you seen lately about a hot girl falling for a broke dirtbag that gets thrown out of the club and never text her back and luckily somebody finally came out and explained things and uh, as I said this book is written for men but I do believe that it would be also very beneficial for women to read but let me just note here that I've been raising my daughter as a single father for the past seven years and I do believe that she's a lot more ready for this than most women and I can see how a lot of women would find this information offensive and uh, with that being said I think a lot of uh, guys would even disagree with a lot of it and although arguments could be made on both sides of the barricades I think uh, the bottom line is that most of us ag would agree that there seems to be something off about about intersexual uh, dynamics between men and women these days so let me just illustrate on one side we have all these young girls spoiled with attention, uh, getting into clubs for free, uh, getting invited to all the parties, uh, not expecting to pay for ever anything, not be not feeling obligated to text anybody back, and so on and so forth. But on the other side, we have women who are slightly older, and now maybe they are buying their own drinks at the bar, and now they're trying to figure out why of all the options they had just a few years ago no guys stuck around and because no nobody ever explained to these women that guys will usually jump through hoops to sleep with a woman but at the same time no guy ever is looking for a girl to marry that's gonna make him jump through hoops for the rest of his life and so this is usually when you start hearing oh men are insecure and they can't handle strong independent woman and it gets very sad and frankly I just don't want my daughter to be one of those women one day and uh, it gets worse than that because 
Uh, usually what happens uh, with a lot of those women is that after they go through this uh, denial stage, that will usually uh, lower their expectation uh, temporarily, just so can still they can still lock some guy down and go through all the milestones such as dress fittings and bachelor parties and weddings and gender reveals and the rest of it. And once they have sufficient number of kids, they will usually throw away that poor bastard and now he has to send half of his paycheck to the woman for the following quarter of a century. And although I do believe that the guys get uh, the shorter end of the stick, definitely when it comes to divorce, but at the same time, it's not like raising children as a single mother is a dream come true for any girls. And uh, that's why I do believe that things will have to be renegotiated. And I know it's gonna sound crazy, but I'm gonna say, say it anyway. I think it's gonna, it's gonna come down to women learning how to become a little less selfish and men learning how to become a little more selfish. And uh, before you write something crazy in the comments, let me just explain because uh, I believe that traditionally men were always considered to be expendable. So uh, they would be thrown away uh, to protect the tribe if there was a war for some or something. And at the same time, it was probably a little more appreciated because uh, when these guys were back home, their wives probably didn't complain why they should be the ones cooking dinner. But I don't think we have that balance anymore because, and it's not because uh, we don't have any armed conflicts anymore. I think the real reason is that a lot of the wars that we've been involved in are so far away that people don't really have a good understanding how vicious and violent those things are. And a lot of people simply don't even want to know what those things are. So, for example, when I came back from Iraq, a lot of people would ask me, oh, how was it, how was it? But you can just tell right away that nobody really wants to know what war is really like. Because I think a lot of people in the United States like to live in these comfortable bubbles and we like to pretend that we are this very advanced society of herbivores and the only real problems that we have left to solve are the transgender issue. And I think as we're losing touch with the reality uh, of how, how harsh and violent the rest of the world is, we also lose the appreciation for having strong independent men around. And I think um, this is something that is uh, very bizarre, especially if you consider that September 11 wasn't that long ago. And I still remember where I was standing watching Twin Towers collapsing. And... Uh, I think we are very lucky that we still have plenty of men who has the who have the sense of duty to uh, give back to the community and join the military and join the police force. But uh, uh, I think the real reason for that is that we still, when we raise our boys, we still teach them that being a good man is all about honor, is all about courage and loyalty and so on. But at the same time. Are those really the things that uh, allow the qualities that let you get ahead in life? I mean, just look up how much you get paid in the military, or just see how our police officers are getting treated these days. So, my point is that 
it would probably be a little uh, beneficial it would probably be quite beneficial in fact for a lot of men to learn how to be a little more selfish and maybe not be as ready to sacrifice themselves for the greater good all the time and perhaps we could give our society a chance to relearn appreciation for good men and maybe guys who risk their lives in the military or in the police force should have millions of followers on Instagram and not the guys who pretend to be the tough guys in the movies. So there's a lot more to say uh, about this, but I'm gonna stop right there because I feel like I'm losing my voice a little bit. So number seven on our list, The Rational Male. So these are the books, guys. And I am certain it's not very complicated for you to figure out why I sequence these books in this particular order. So let me know what you think. There is plenty of room for discussion on various subjects here. Just don't forget to show your support and like the video because before making this video I had to reread all of these books again. So that was a lot of work. But otherwise this is all I have for you for today. So thank you for stopping by and I'll see you next time.